form. Well, hello everyone. This is the Hoaxbusters live tonight. And today we have a, a special type of meeting, not meeting, but discussion. It has to do with my brother Joe. And hopefully we'll get some people to call and comment and uh, we'll show you some things and go from there. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm going to start this discussion off because, you know, like I said in my walk and talk the other day, it's you know, I'm I'm more mad than sad, but I am sad, but I'm you mad. You might want to explain what about Joe you're talking about. What? What? Why are you talking about Joe? I, I, Some people I'm, might not know that he They might not away. know why why oh, you're talking yeah. about Joe. You probably don't know. Well, if, if people have been following us, they, they if they're here, they know what's going on. I not think. everybody but, has. No, okay, so, yeah. so if people... <laughs> All right, whatever. To the one person that doesn't know, maybe, okay, because there might be some. All right. <laughs> My brother Joe died a couple of days ago, and this is why we're here. And, um, you know, I'm not happy with it because it's, I think I think they killed him. And that's just my opinion. If the you medical guys, profession. You know, yeah. the medical profession, I really think they screwed him. Um, Joe got sick, um, started to get sick in December of 22. That's when we noticed. Remember, remember, we had him on, and, and he was yellow. That's all right. right. Okay, Joe, yellow. Joe, you're yellow. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's going on with you? And so, anyway, we get him to go to the doctor, and they said, "Well, he's you know he's got jaundice." And then they said, "Well, you got an obstruction in your in your bile duct, I guess." And so, anyway, he you know dealt with that. They said, "Well, we got to put a, a stent in." And uh, they they I guess you know he went through that operation. Uh, you know. Which is all—it's all brutal. Believe me, he hated what they had to do, and so they put a stent in. And uh, but you know, we we never we, I never ever heard what the hell the problem was exactly. Okay, at first we're just hearing things. Well, he's got they're throwing things around bladder. like like well, like it's, a it's like, it's like, the air. Like, He's got something wrong with his gallbladder. Okay, well, wait a minute. He's okay. So we put the stent in. Now he's getting. You know, it's okay there. Um, well, okay, now what's going on? Well, now he's got this and that. And oh, well, we never got anybody to me to talk to me. Diane, you had more uh, situation with him than me. But uh, if you want to take it on from here, Diane, you can go ahead. You want me to? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. The very first thing that happened was after he had, uh, they, they wanted to do a, a scan to determine why there might have been a problem with his uh, with the jaundice and um they they went through a ct scan pet scan and then an ercp and that's a scoping procedure and so so they were going to go in there and look around and see if there's a blockage or anything so they did and they saw a mass i said oh good a scoping they could take a sample of it no they didn't take a sample of it they had to go back in again and do the same procedure to get a sample. Cause, oh, I kind of forgot about it. But the first report that I read um, was they were saying, well, and this is a conclusion. Now, I typed, I've, I was in medical transcripts for 14 years. Kind of get a sense of how these reports are supposed to go. The first thing, no testing. Well, it looks like it's probably gallbladder cancer. 
I said, oh, my gosh, they didn't even test it. How can they be threatening? So that just gives you the heebie-jeebies when you're talking about cancer. Again, then they did all this test and stuff. And I went with Joe for the consultation as a result of one of these tests. The the doctor came out, and I asked him, point blank, is it his pancreas? No. Is it his liver? No. Is is it the gallbladder? No. You know, without trying to... talk like they do up there what is it then and he really didn't know he couldn't say definitively they they knew there was a mass they didn't know if it was cancerous now they have a sample they still don't know if it's cancerous so in the meantime joe is declining and uh, he's not feeling very well he's having stomach well, he, he actually he actually functioned fine Diane. he functioned fine but he was he having, functioned fine he, he'd go out go to panera he'd go remember yeah he was but going you out. could tell okay. you could tell he was losing uh, I, energy I know, but the, the point the point is they strung him along and strung him along they it's, come it, back it, for it, more tests what what yep. bothered me is they knew something we didn't know that's what i felt maybe and and they weren't telling us or they just felt that you know this guy's bad, and but we're not going to tell them, and we're just going to let it go and go, and and we're gonna we're gonna make them suffer along the way, okay? So, you know, as it goes, as the months go on and on and on, uh, you know, then he started really uh, feeling not well, okay? And, end of and the that's, year. You yeah. want to continue on, Diane? You okay. Go. Then towards the end of the year, he was. You could tell he was. His energy was getting lower. Um, the last hoax busters he was on, I thought he was getting yellow again, which means the stent was working. Now, the point was they originally put in a plastic, probably fiberglass stent, and that seemed to be working fine. And they were supposed to put in a permanent stainless steel stent. Once they did that, everything kind of went um, belly up for him. He was, no pun intended, he was at, he was feeling the pain. I said, what they do? Were they you, in a you, hurry? You, you, you think they put the stainless steel stent in? Yeah, uh, they put okay, the stainless steel I, I'm very confused on it because I'm That's saying That's what myself, they were supposed He had to call know, them they, for this. But they, uh, but they wanted him to come back again. Yes. Yeah. After that, I said, why? It's a permanent well, I, I, this is what. That's why I'm confused here because did they do I, I didn't wrong? know. I didn't know if they put the, the stainless steel stent in. Um, yeah, supposed and to have. They, I, I don't know. We so, don't know what they did, but it caused that, a lot of pain. Here's, here's the thing that really pissed me off about this. About a month ago, I think it was, he went to have a, a CAT scan again, right, Diane? He went to have a CAT scan. Uh, and, I, yeah, yeah, I think he, so. He yeah. went to have a yeah. CAT scan, right. and they said there was there was no problem with the scan. <laughs> there was no problem. I wanted to know, well, what about the mass? Where's well, the no, mass? but it's like, hold, well, I, I don't, I'm kind of confused here. You you said there was no problem, then in, in, in a month later, he's dead. I mean, so what killed him? I don't know. You know, what was it? What killed him? Was it, was, was it, was his pancreas gone? Was something else? Oh, did, did that something happen with that stent bullshit? What they did there? See, I don't know. That's and all I know. Told us the origin that, of the But here's, here's the thing that really bothered me more than anything. If there was cancer. The fact is that let's, let's just say about three weeks ago, right? Or whatever. Um, Joe's getting he he's in a lot of pain. Oh, yeah. I mean, he oh, yeah. is he is in so much pain. He's going to the doctor. I mean, he can't even walk. He's, he goes to he's, the ER, bent he, over. He, yeah, pain. he's going to the ER. He is he wants to die. That's how much pain he was in. It is so bad. I mean, if he, if you could have gave him a pill that day and he could have took it, he would have took it and he would have died. So so anyway, 
he, he they sent him back home, and so now here he is. They're sending him back home with tramadol. Just take more tramadol. They're giving, they they're giving him something just like a nothing, a nothing drug for his pain. He was in pain, folks. The guy yeah. is crawling over. He's in pain, crying. He's horrible, yeah. and they're giving him bullshit. Tylenol bullshit, whatever you call like, it. Like, might as well. Like, you know? And so, but here's the problem. Here is the problem. See, you can't get hotter drugs like, like, uh, oxycodone and, and, um, morphine for pain unless you're in hospice. I mean, understand this, folks. So you, they got to put you in hospice. But now here, here's what was weird. They put Joe in hospice, you know, they, they, they look at those people were great. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but here's, here's the thing with the doctor that really pissed me off with the doctor. It's like, well, he, we got to put him in hospice to give him the medicines. Okay. And the girl, the woman's like saying, well, he, he really, he, you know, he really didn't need to be in he, hospice. He doesn't need to be in hospice. He, he just fine. needed something he's for the walk. pain. He's, he he yeah. he just needs paid stuff. That's but, right. You know, he could he could get up. He could do all this stuff. And so the hospice people are like, "Why the hell is he in hospice?" All right, they, they didn't know. And he so was, he was doing very well. Yeah, so he was like, "Okay, you know." Once what I mean? he got the pain medicine that he needed, it was like a whole new lease on life for him. Well, he was posting. He, he, he was emailing. Right, right. He yeah. actually, for the first time, I saw him post, and I saw yeah. him comment on people and put stuff on my bitchu channel. I said, Oh wow, Joe's doing good today. Yeah, he's, he's doing you know. good. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden the, the next thing he's, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing in the hospice bed. <laughs> I mean, well, they, they just brought the, the bed in last, the last Monday, you know, not this Monday, but the Monday before. Okay. It was like, like a week, you know, he only had a week with the hospice bed. Mm-hmm. Or thereabouts, a week and a couple of days. But the point is, he wasn't using the hospice bed because he didn't need it. He was fine. Okay. And, um, but then boy, with just within days, yes. he, he just went downhill so fast. But it, it, I'll, I'll say this that it, he really didn't start going down until they started giving him the morphine. But the, the, uh, oxycontin was, oxycodone wasn't working. They had, well, to- they had to ramp up. It was the working to some degree, but then, but then, but see, they have a protocol. Okay, they have a protocol, and they had to go to each little thing they had That's to do right. the way they That's did right. it, and they had the protocol. And you know, now we're giving them morphine. And I said, Joe, once they start giving you morphine, you know, they, they, you're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna kill you. That's well, what the, the problem is. We feel it starts shutting down his body. He was still, he was almost like they said that his, his daughter was saying it's like he was fighting it. He did not want to feel right. the effects. Well, of see, being he, he, like his, a zombie. Here's the problem. Okay, so they're giving him the morphine, and Joe's like, kind of, I guess he's strong. He's fighting it, right? The more, see, here's what they do with them. Here's what I understand what happens when they start giving you morphine. You're supposed to be in the bed. Yeah, he right. wasn't in the bed when they start giving the morphine. <laughs> so technically, they give you the morphine, they give you more, and you're just in the bed, and you start phasing out. Yeah, okay, that's so right. Now you yeah. now you're just in the bed. They put a diaper on you, and and that's it. But see, he he wasn't he he was bad, but he was able to get up, and he wanted okay? to get up. Uh, yeah. He wanted to get up, uh-huh. and he he was he was like like fighting it. Okay, and so then at the end. I mean, it was just horrible. I think things were shutting down so much that the systems were just uh, beginning yeah. to relax. 
Yeah. And also, uh, so there was no uh, muscle muscle action and, and contraction. And so anyway, his daughter and son-in-law were with him in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, I mean, um, Rachel was really, I mean, it wasn't pleasant for Rachel, believe me, but I am so glad yeah. that they were there and they were glad too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hansi was there and Rachel was there and they were with them. And I'm glad they were with them instead of just the, the, the people that took care of Joe, the hospice people, terrific. They were Even great. Joe, he liked they them all. Cared. Yeah. They, they really cared. Yeah. I, I don't blame them at all. Okay, they have a protocol. They went by the protocol. They knew exactly what was going on. And um, so anyway, um, I got to the point that Hansi called me, which, which would have been what, Wednesday, Diane? Whatever the 30th was. Okay, whatever day was. I, okay, whatever. And he called me. He goes, Jim, uh, you know, Joe's Joe's really, really getting bad. He's really shutting down. And I said, oh, shit. Okay. So what I did, I, I called him. I called him in the morning. And I was able to talk to him a little bit, but he was having a problem talking. He he was his stomach was he was like burping and talking, and he couldn't do it. You know, it was, I mean, he said, "I can't, I can't talk to you. I mean, just I'm yeah. burping and talking, and you're not going to understand me." It was very, it was very probably bad for him. You know what I mean? I, yes, I uneasy to, to deal know. with that. Yeah. So he he was having a problem, and uh, I said, "Well, Joe, look, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. You know, t- take care of that." And so then Hazi calls me, says, boy, Jim, he's really going down. And then uh, I called him. Called him back. Called him back. And Joe was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. And so Joe, Joe had the presence of mind, and he always had the presence of mind to say, oh, I'll, call, I'll call you right back. And that was the last thing he said to him. Yeah. That's all he said to me. <laughs> I'll call you back. And it was we Hans Hans uh, the, uh, Jim's the well, actually nephew in law, <laughs> uh, Joe's uh, son in law was, uh, I mean he he was just amazing and it was very clear he really loved his father in law. It was very clear, and we are so so grateful for Hans and, and Rachel. They had been cleaning out the house, um, and then now came the time to take care of uh, Rachel's dad. And so, um, but so then we had a chance to look back on all, all this. One of the things I recall, we never were informed what the, what the origin of the alleged cancer was. I don't Nor know. I don't, I don't, you're going to ask me what he died of? I don't know. Healthcare. That's Healthcare. what he died I, of. I, I don't know. You know, these bastards, I just feel they killed him. They made him suffer. These fucking bastards made yeah. him suffer, that, and yeah. that's what really bothered me. They you didn't know? have to let that him fucking doctor. I, if I yeah. ever could talk to that fucking doctor, I'd say, "Why the hell did you let him suffer like this, you bastard?" And didn't then the last to. thing you do, well, we'll get hospice in there. Like, yeah, well, we'll just, boy, you know, yeah. he's just gonna die anyway. Who gives a shit that he suffered for two weeks before this? You know, yeah. so that's why I'm saying uh, I'm 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 angry. Okay, because I don't think he should have died. But- no, and and not that way. He should have been given the relief that he needed when he needed. He when he went to the hospital, the hospital ER, bent over in pain and had to wait four or five hours to be seen. I don't. I said. I said, Joe, you you could have come down to Houston and got admitted for the amount yeah, of time it took. That's right. I mean, can you imagine a plane flight from? Uh, Boston to Houston is um, four hours, four or hours. less. Yeah, he, he probably and plus it takes. We're gonna drive the, from Houston here 
takes two and a half hours to get here. But he still would have been in better shape. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know if he, I don't think he waited. He but didn't it, wait. The, the point, the point is, you know, I tried to get him down here and it just never, he, he just he didn't, didn't have the energy. I, I, had a, I had everything I wanted to do. We're going to set it all up. I was going to put a, a mobile home on, on Diane's land and get all the hookups and he would have had a nice little mobile home, but it, it was just too much. To it do. was too much. It was yeah. too much. I mean, even now with, um, you know, with Rachel and her husband, they, I mean, they, you know, I, I'm telling you, even though this has been horrible for me, how this is turning out is incredible because we had a house full of shit. Joe had so much shit in that house. We did and, talk about that. There wasn't any um, soft uh, soaping. What what Rachel and, and, and so, and so they've been working. I, I I got a dumpster, put the dumpster in the yard. They were cleaning it for two weeks. They right down. They've been cleaning it's, this house. I'm not sure it was that long, but boy, it seems that well, long. Well, no, it's been a little over two weeks. Okay, yeah, okay, that's right. So, you're right. Okay, so they've right. been. They've been cleaning, you know, dumpers is probably going to cost me $2,000. But, hey, what the hell's life? No big deal. And I'm happy to pay it, to, you know, because Hansi, just his labor alone, because he's not he's he's doing it for free, but I'm going to pay him, believe me, all right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to pay him nicely for what he did because Absolutely. The, the fact is I could – I'm here. What the hell am I going to do here? I got I get a guy – my brother's dying, and the house is full – is just a big piece of shit. The house, it's got it shit everywhere. Yeah. So what they did is they've been cleaning out the house, and, of course, they might have thrown out some of the things that were That ours, we wanted but, to keep. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, so they, they, they've been cleaning out, cleaning out, cleaning out, and then – because the rugs were horrible, I guess Rachel said. The carpet, we had, yeah. We had rugs in one, two, two, two rooms in the the hallway, and uh, what Hansi did is he ripped them all out. He got all the rugs out, and we have hardwood floors in the house, and the place looks beautiful. So it sparkles. I mean the place. <laughs> I mean, the place, it's never looked like that with me yeah, ever no, seen. No, no. Okay. And so they cleaned up the house. The house looks really good. We had, we, I, my sister-in-law is actually a realtor. So we called her in and uh, she actually doesn't do it. I don't think full time anymore. She had another guy. So right. he came over and again, Hazi's there. So I'm having, I'm, I'm crying. I'm, I'm good at coordinating things. And I made sure I coordinated this with him being there. So Hazi's there. The two people, two people came down to look at the house. No, actually three, three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's a realtor. One's another guy that buys houses and, and another guy that he buys houses. Then he sells them. He, so it was, he gave me a price for that house. And now remember this this house this house is worth my opinion. I mean, look at where it is, what the type of house it is, mm-hmm. and then but I know Diana Plastics is worth a million. But anyway, and if she can get me a million for it's not gonna happen. But anyway, the house is worth at least minimum six six hundred thousand. Okay, minimum. So that's what we're working with. And I'm gonna see what happens with the realtor. They haven't gave me a price yet. And because of the right the house after being cleaned out, ripping out the rugs and cleaning it up, it looks 100 percent better. It looks better. I mean, anybody can move in that house right now and function fine. And you know, you know how it is when you move into a house, especially you, house. you fix it up yourself, and That's probably right. could use another kitchen floor. Hey, we we put three or four kitchen floors in that house all the years <laughs> we've been living there. So look at. I would put a new kitchen floor in because yeah. it's empty. That's the time to do it when there's nothing in the house. So. If I bought the house, I'd put a kitchen floor in. I'd, I'd, you know, whatever you have to do. If you have to put new cabinets, whatever the hell you have, that's all piddly wink stuff. You know what I mean? 
So that's where we stand. Uh, right now, we're, we're in the process of getting the bids, people coming in. I, I want to just get rid of the house quick. And I want to get the fuck out of Framingham and Massachusetts. I, I'm so sick of being there. Um, I, I can't <laughs> so, stand it. You know, go ahead. So I'm just going to segue in. So here's a comment from the chat. I'll always love Joe for telling people to show it up their asses. Also, oh, what about uh, the, the, the shit in the hat thing? And the shit in the hat. So we'll get to that. <laughs> but so what we're going to do now is we're going to play one of one of Joe's favorite songs, Six Million Lives. And as we play that, we're going to bring people into the studio. OK. OK. And then um, and then and then I'll give them the ground rules. How's that? Oh, that sounds good. All right. So this this song. Well, let, let me just tell you something about, about this this situation with this song. Yes, are, are you playing the music? Are, are you not? Yeah. Are you going to be able to hear people talk? No, well, no. What as they come in, we'll be playing it, and then we'll let them talk. Oh, okay. Well, however so you want to. I'm, I'm the boss. Let me, I'm the let me boss. Just tell you, let me just tell you about, <laughs> about. See, Joe. Joe was really good friends with John Eames. John Eames. I'm going to tell you, folks. He is a um, a musician. Uh, he has been, he lives in Las Vegas and he's a musician and he's about our age. And I mean, sadly, his wife just died. Yes. I mean, I mean, I didn't even know about it. So his wife just died. And, um, you know, here he, he's getting over that. Okay. Yeah. And so he, he was really close to Joe. In fact, John Neems called Joe that week. The week, you know, actually two days, a day or two before he died. He talked to him more than I did. All right, so John Neems talked to him, and Joe loved John Neems' yep. music. And I, I, I tell you, people, if you really want to help John Neems, go get his music. John Neems, uh, N-E-I-M-S, I guess it is, uh, on, on uh, wherever you can get it. But you can get his DVDs. And he, he, he's he got some great songs that he writes. He does a phenomenal job with these songs. And Joe loved it. In fact, you know, when Joe and I used to go places, we'd bring the DVD and just listen to his songs when we were driving. Uh, so anyway, John Eames is great. He called a couple of times. A couple of people called Joe. Uh, Monica called him. David Gahiri called him. Um, I mean, the, you guys talked to him more than I probably did. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. So that was great. I know I'm that happy. was uplifting for him. He wasn't oh, tired no, he, from it. He, he loved it. it. Yes. He loved all you right. people calling him. So anyway, um, yeah, John Eames, this is John Eames' song. And it, again, he's a tremendous musician. And you know what he does for work? He tunes pianos. <laughs> and so um, he, he's the guy that goes and tunes the pianos in all the rich people's houses because who the hell tunes a piano today? And I mean, he goes to all these mega mansions and, you know, millionaire people in Las Vegas. And uh, he hates the Jews, but he's working for a lot of, a lot of Jews. So just think about that. Okay. So anyway, okay. So people, if people want to come in and talk about something or if you have whatever you want to do, that, that's fine. Um, you know, I'm just kind of like, I'll just listen. If I have something, I'll contribute something if I can. Uh, but like I said, I am mad more than I'm sad. Okay. I'm sad, but I'm mad <laughs> because of what they did on them fucking murders and how they killed him. But that's just my opinion. All right. Let's and your uh, opinion on. counts. So um, tonight, February 3rd, 2024, Hoax Busters is a tribute to Joe Rizzoli. And we're going to play his favorite song. And we're going to bring people into the studio so so they can also talk about Joe. So listen up. Now is the time. 
for critical thinking minds to take another look inside your history books and turn to the pages that covers World War II and focus your attention on the six million Jews. Come on, Uncle Mario, get in here and sing. Yes, six million Jews. It's a mantra you see. A boo boo boo. my point of view. But a fact. So don't get mad at me. There were no gas chambers in any of the labor camps. The victors wrote the story. It needs to be revamped. You see, the Holocaust is not what it appears to be. Yes, the Holocaust needs to be looked at more carefully. Yes, the Holocaust clearly a logistic impossibility. Yes, the Holocaust. A cash cow that keeps making money. Okay, so that's... Oh, thank a, you. Love it. So I just want to... Oh, wait, go song. on, Jim. Go on. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that. I mean, John Eames. I mean, look, at we got some really good people. That oh. Talented people. <laughs> really talented people who have made a contribution. Well, they're, they're good people. Yeah. They support us. In, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about all these fucking people that got their heads up their ass that you know, they complain about us or blah 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 blah. We got a core of good people that yeah. are good, and that's all I give a shit about. Even if it's five of them, that's all I care. Okay, right. if I have five five people that that are supporting us, then I'm good with that. Okay, and, and you know we're not here to convert the world or get everybody to see everything that's our right. way. All that's right. right. That's all I want to say is the people that support us, that call and help, and that see this. This is what makes life worth living. That's all I can say. You know. All right, go so ahead. Anybody we have a lot of good people in here today, and I just want to remind people. Well, they probably don't know. Yeah. On this platform, we can only have ten people in here at a time. So you'll have an opportunity um, to say just a couple of words, and then we're going to play some videos. And um, about Joe, what Joe, some of the work that Joe and Jim did. And um, perhaps we'll have more people who want to join us. And just to remind everybody, we're on Speak Free Radio every Saturday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And Joe loved it. Joe loved being a hoax buster. And um, thank you to Dave Gahari for having us on Speak Free Radio. And we're also streaming on Speak Free Video. Speak Free Video. And Joe... Loved that as well. So I'm going to bring in um, Barbara. Did you want to come in? I don't know if she's at the camera. She's, yet. A, she's in the kitchen. Uh, she's in the kitchen with Dinah. Um, <laughs> oh, there she is. She's back. Okay, Barbara. And then we're going to uh, unmute her. Barbara. Then um, we're going to Uncle Murray, Stormy, Catherine. Barbara, did you want to say something about about? Um, yeah, um, um, uh, give us a memory of of Joe. Yeah. Give us one of your Oops. memories. 
some of my memories of Joe is when we would go out to eat. We would go to that place called Lambs in Framingham, and it was a cozy place. I think you were, all of us went there once, and we the would go there. Yeah, we would go there, and we would just talk about everything, you know. And we would tell, we would tell, he would tell stories. He would say what was going on with him. He he didn't try to talk too much about the political side of it, so we just talked about more social stuff. More social stuff. Yeah. And then after that, you know, he wanted to go out for Last time I saw him was in August when I was in Framingham to see my eye doctor. And um, I, I, I said, oh, I think I'll stop by and see Joe. And he was always there. So I came by and I took him out to dinner and, and we Aww. went out for ice. And then he took me out for ice cream after that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was so nice to know him. And he was my night ride buddy. Like when I would go someplace late at night. Um, he would be there when I would call him because he, I know he was a night owl like me. Mm-hmm. We would just, we would just talk for hours about everything. And I'd ask him for advice about things. And, and he always had the right things to say. And oh. he always, he always knew what, what, what to say. And he, he had such a strong commitment for justice, you know, and, and, you know, all the things that, that made him angry, he took it to heart. And, mm-hmm. 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 He he was he was very 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 serious about everything, and mm-hmm. he felt like he got shortchanged on every fight that he was ever in. You know, regarding you know whether it was uh, you know whether it was immigration or anything like that. And he he was always in the fight. He was an activist. He was a person who stood for what he believed in, and he wasn't going to let the left woke crazy people stop him and um and i just love him i just i don't know what to tell you miss him yeah we all we all miss him and and you can take a look can anybody here tell who's joe and who's jim yes i, I can't even tell, <laughs> can you tell it's a grainy picture but which which is which well, we'll have to get bring up the pictures that have their names the, under up, it. Uh, bring up the picture that were at the school. This was our first day of school. Look at okay. those lunch boxes, Jim. Uh, yeah, we, we, we were all set for everything. So anyway, um, I mean, I'm, I I have a hard time telling. Uh, there we are in the cage. That is hilarious to me. That my you, brother, Jim? My, that's, no, that's my brother, John. My, Joe and I are in the cage. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the cage. Okay. <laughs> my mother had to lock us up because uh, let, let me just tell you a quick story in this room here. Um, what happened when, one day that we, when we were out of the cage, <laughs> I guess there was a little hole in the wall and um, we, oh we, we ripped the whole wall down. And uh, uh-huh. my mother thought the house was on fire. And, uh, <laughs> You know, so anyway, that's how you, I mean, we were terrorists. There's no, look at there's no doubt about it. We were terrorists. I mean, throw my, my, my mother nuts, you know what I'm saying? Apparently, anyway, we run down the neighborhood naked. Jim, is that how you learned how to clean carpets, though? Look. <laughs> well, that was, that's my brother, John. My brother. He, said my a brother role, John. he was a role model for you. There you go. Yeah, okay. I, I would say, what do you say, Diane? What, what, we're probably, what, about three, maybe, here? Well, uh, John, is he a year older than you? A year and a half, yeah. Okay, yeah, he was. Yeah, you were probably three. I uh, when I was your age, that age too. I also had a playpen that looked like a cage too. That's just what you did in those days. 
Yeah. But anyway, if you if you really do, you have the okay. There, see, I don't know who's who here. Let me see. Right here, this is right here. This is Joe. You can tell by his eyes, and you, you can tell this is you. Absolutely. So you think Joe's on the left? Yep. This is Joe okay. right here. Well, I, I, uh, you're, you're probably right. You, I, I think right. you're right. I think look, you're right. I can tell. This looks Jim. This looks just like you. Look at your hair. <laughs> look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Very cute. And then here you go right here. This is more difficult to tell. That yeah, is, boy. I, I, I can't I can't tell. Um I'm that trying to see I'm hard. trying to see the the yard. And, and uh, yes, to answer the question when someone would ask, they are twins. And they're still in the cage. Look at that. We're identical twins. I mean, look at folks, what used to happen with Joe and I is is this is funny. My mother I tell you, we drove her crazy. when we could walk in, in the neighborhood. Um we went out. We went out. She dressed us, obviously, but we had different clothes on. Okay, and she dressed us, and then we went out in the neighborhood. And and then what happens is uh, we came back with different clothes on. Okay, in other words, I had Joe's clothes on. He had my clothes on. And and what happened was we end up going somewhere. And we end up taking all our clothes off or something. And the woman, so some woman, caught found us, and she ended up putting the back of the clothes on us. And we came back home with different clothes on. So anyway, because we we used to, you know, if we escaped, we escaped. You know what I mean? I mean we we. I mean, when we were when we were really young, I'm talking eight, nine years old. Oh uh, we we used to we used to walk m- miles. I mean, ba- Barbara, I remember we used to come up in your neighborhood. Yeah. We, used to wa- we used to walk the Sudbury. Oh. When we we were like, you know, young kids, and um, you know, we'd go out all day, and and uh, I remember walking in up the Sudbury, and then we'd come back, you know. Way later, five hours, six hours later, whatever the hell it was, and uh, yeah, my mother, you know, she she probably wasn't happy about that, but uh, <laughs> I don't you know, so. we, we were all over the place. So anyway, okay, <clears throat> there's so a nice. Uh, someone did this poster for that's us. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's right here. This is Joe. That's Jim right there. Yeah, Hollow Cops. Um, okay, Uncle Murray, did you want to hop in the conversation? Of course, <laughs> of course. Hey, Hoaxbusters! Hey, everybody! Yeah, no, Joe. Joe was a great guy. Uh, the first time I I called Joe, I thought I was speaking to Jim, and I told him that I agree with Jim on something <laughs> on the show. He's like, Ah, this is Joe. It's like, Okay, yeah. and Joe, they get that and Joe didn't hang up on me, right, or anything. Yeah, and we continue to have more conversations. So, uh, love you, Joe. And we miss you. Yeah. Thank this you, brother. Joe, this is Joe over here, right? Yeah, That's in the back, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jim in the front. Yes. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think what story we're in. Oh, yeah. You want me to go back? Well, it, it doesn't matter. It looks well, like Staples. Center. Was Staples. it Staples? Oh, we're, okay. Staples. We were in a computer store, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Staples I, I just don't know what computer store it was. Are you sure it's not Micro Center? <clears throat> no. Micro Center, I don't think, looks Best like Best Buy? That. Micro Center doesn't have things on the wall, on the back wall like that. That must, that might have been, there was a, there's a, a computer store in, in Framium uh, years ago that went out of business where Savers is now. Uh, really? Yeah, Computer World or something like that. Okay. So anyway. So you were buying things for what you do or what you guys did together? Oh, yeah. Well, you got to understand, Joe, you know, we, we were into video stuff and computer stuff and, you know, Joe had um, a lot of stuff and, uh, we we spent we spent or Joe spent more than me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Joe spent 
thousands and thousands of dollars on video equipment and, and, and all this type of stuff. I mean, and, again, and, and you know, sometimes look at some people did help us. Don't get me wrong. I mean, some people, I mean, this computer I'm on now right now was given to me by a friend, a $1,700 computer and he bought it and he didn't want it anymore. And he gave it to me. So, you know, I, I, we got a lot of computers from my friend, Harold. He was very generous and he gave us a lot of computer, but Joe bought all the, all the video stuff and that cost. I'm telling you, thousands of yeah. dollars. I mean, it's really a shame because we had to just throw everything out. There's nothing I could do. I mean, he, he had a camera he paid $2,500 for, an older camera. I mean, no, no, it's, it, you know, it's a tape type uh, camera. $2,500 he paid for that camera because he always wanted to have something that, that we were always out, uh, good equipment doing good stuff. And uh, he bought it all. So he, Joe, he spent, he, he spent all his money, a lot of his money on stuff and uh, to get so that we could keep things going with the immigration stuff. And of course, when we started doing the Holocaust stuff, uh, we, we even got another piece of equipment that cost thousands of dollars. I mean, really, really top notch equipment that at the time, at the time that actually um, was equivalent to a, a studio, a studio, mm-hmm. a professional studio. If you look back on some of our older videos uh, we did um, about immigration in the when we had them on the show, we had a, a, a professional piece of equipment. The cost, I think it cost $6,000, whatever the hell it was. It was mm-hmm. a lot of money. And um, so we were able to do – we were able to produce uh, – video quality in a studio that looked just like you were in a, in a, a 10,000 or a million dollar studio. Mm-hmm. And we were able to put, we had the best show on cable because we produced it in a studio that looked like a studio. We didn't use their studio. Yeah. You know, we, you, we did our own stuff and we spent people don't understand all the time that we had to spend doing this stuff. It took us hours and hours. Uh, and then, and not, that's just doing the show. Then you got to produce the show. Then you got to get the show produced so you can produce it, give it to the cable company because you had to do it, pre- present it a certain way to them. I mean, it just took all week to do this. It was like incredible. And then I was working full time at the time. Joe, Joe was working, you know, so we did this at night. We did a lot of stuff at night. So anyway, th- so there, um, Okay, there's uh, there's the couch. That's actually what the house would look like now. The couch. <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's that's an old couch. Yeah, we got another. That isn't couch. the one that you have now. No, no, that's okay. not the. Couch. Yeah. No, we, we um, what what happened is, yeah, that that couch came from my house when I was married. Uh, the cat pissed on it. And, you know, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually. memories. No, no. Well, it took, it took, it, you know, and I'm I'm in the business. I yeah. I couldn't. I I tried so hard. I to clean it, clean it, clean it, clean it. I it, finally the smell went away, but it took it took a long time. Was that after you threw the couch out? Well, no. <laughs> what happened was the couch, you know, because it has the thing you go up and down, you know, to get your feet out, you know, automatic recliner. They, they just broke. Yeah. You know, they broke in place. So what, what the hell? You can't have a couch in the house, you, you, you know. So what I ended up doing, we took it apart and, uh, you know, whatever. Where's this? this that was at his uh, <clears throat> niece's wedding. <clears throat> Their niece's yeah. wedding. So I'm going to open it up. Is there somebody else that wants to chime in right now? Well, Monica's there. Monica, Catherine, Catherine Stormy. Wants yes, to chime Stormy. In. Monica, come on in, Monica. Sure. Thank you. 
First of all, Jim, I just want to send you my deepest, you know, condolence and love. And yeah, my heart goes out to you, your brother, your dear brother, Joe. Can you imagine Monica twin. being without Alfred? No. Well, and you guys are you guys are twins, and you've yeah. done so much work together. And and look at you've stuck by each other. I listened mm -hmm. to your show from the twentieth, where you're talking about you know the cult and all that, and you know you stuck by your brother. You you each stuck by each other, and then you work together doing all this stuff. It's it's just fantastic what it you've is. done, and you're both so dedicated. And um, yeah, so I just, that's the first thing I wanted to say. And my, I, you know, my heart is with you. Anyway, I, I had the really good fortune and I feel very blessed and grateful that I actually had a conversation. It was a, not a long conversation, but I had a conversation with Joe on Sunday, as it turns Bad out. That figures. That's good. Sunday. <laughs> and it, it came about. Kind of by by fluke, because Joe and I had emailed back and forth over the over the you know over the mm -hmm. years I guess, but not not frequently. But I always admired his work as well as your work, Jim. You know, both of you 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 work together, but you also have your specialties. Like Joe would do more of you know writing and putting out articles and that kind of thing, whereas you were doing interviews and whatnot. But anyway, um, I would. I got a call from Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Miller, and and I know that. Um, well, you you've been interviewed by Eddie, uh, Jim, and I know Eddie and and Joe had some fire going yeah. on at some point, you know, which can happen among our people. We we get fired <laughs> up, right? Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, Eddie had heard from one of his loyal listeners that Joe was not well. And so Eddie called me because he was concerned and, you know, he wanted to send Joe his, his love and, and concerns. And like he, he doesn't hold any grudges ever and was just really super concerned about a fellow warrior and a fellow, you know, yeah, a fellow warrior in, in our, in our epic struggle that we find ourselves in. So I find myself phoning what I thought was your phone number, Jim, because I wanted to ask you, you know, what's going on. And, and then I get the landline there mm -hmm. and a, a woman, and I don't know who it was, if it was Joe's daughter or, or helper. Yeah. I was a daughter. But, um, yeah. And so she called Joe, but Joe couldn't get out of bed. And so I said, can you tell him that Monica Schaefer's on the phone? And, and he wanted to talk to me. So she gave, me his cell number which he had his cell at his in a, at oh, his bedside so awesome. he could, so that we so that we could talk yeah and it was wonderful and, and i i was so grateful for that because it, it went both ways it was a gift not just for me to have been able to talk with joe but it i could tell that joe was really really grateful he, right. he really really appreciated that and it that made me really happy Mm -hmm. And little did I know that that was two days before he died. That that was so so unexpected. Then you know. Uh, anyway, so I was so grateful for that, and and uh, we had a really nice little conversation. 
I know that always so means a great deal to him, Monica. Always did when you called. Well, he, he I, I really like Joe. I, I really do. I, I always liked Joe, and I like you too, Jim. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we kind of like you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, oh, okay, okay, so. This is from circa 2013. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were in in the mall, and uh, I don't know what we. Look at those handsome men there. It's like it was men's clothing, Jim. What's that? Men's clothing. I know. We're in the mall. (laughs) Well, that's the name of it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's the name of the store. No, I'm trying to think what store it was. It was was at the, the end of the mall. I can't. Can't remember the store. I mean, it's a famous store, obviously. But yes, see, that's the thing. Joe and I Elders, went everywhere. Pennies. Every, every, yeah, it was like a um, pennies. Is, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. uh, pennies. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember what the store is. But you know, we used to always go out. So, so anyway. I just want to. I just want to put it out there that um, other people want to get into the into the chat, and it only holds ten people. So if people want to come in, I have to have people go out. So. Right now we have seven people. Barbara's back in, but if somebody wants to come in, I have to. I have to um, have somebody go out. Exit out. Okay? Yeah. So actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But I, I just want to say, right let, me, let me just finish up with Monica. Monica, I mean, you, okay, you talked to him more than I did. As it turned I mean, out, yeah. I mean, you know, I talked well, to only him. only on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. I, I did talk to him. I did talk to him later. I I call Joe every day, two or three times a day. Okay, so but but the last two days it was bad. Okay, I, I really couldn't uh, I couldn't really communicate with him that much. So well, and and he was um, he couldn't actually say more than a sentence or two without having a pretty severe. Um, you couldn't really call it a cough, something that interrupted yeah, he was his coughing, ability he was to coughing speak. and burping, and burping at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah, you know, so, actually, I mean, that that describes it. That describes yeah, he, it. it. It was something different. Yeah. So yeah. he was having some difficulty for sure. But anyway, oh, yeah. I, I was just so so grateful yeah. for that. And just yeah. anyway, so it, it and the, <laughs> the fact that it came about from somebody who called who was just so concerned about him and you know the fire had had been flying between these two people and, and yet that's who connected me at in yeah. Joe's final days so yeah. I was grateful for that but anyway I'll let go of my spot here thank um, you Monica and, we'll and I'll, I'll I'll turn it on to to the listen mode because I'd like to listen to the rest. Is it one hour or two hours that you're going for? Two hours. Two. 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 Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> I look forward to listening to the rest okay. and yes. listening to what other people want to say. And thank you so much and all my love to you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. thank you, Monica. You've been great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. I just want to remind everybody we are streaming on video on Speak Free Video and we're on Speak Free Radio. So for those people who are in the program right now, there's a link in the chat right up here. It says, try this, Barbara. So if you want to continue watching, you can go click, um, copy that link, and then you'll be able to watch and listen. 
at the same time. Graham Hart, I think it's Graham Hart. Is uh, he was he was going to leave? I asked him not to. Yeah, if that, that's, is that, that's Graham Hart. That, uh, was it Graham Hart? We should get him in if it's well, yeah, no, he, he was going to leave, and I didn't want him to. Okay, I mean, so he'll come back. Okay, so that it said Graham. I wasn't sure which Graham, but we probably. No, Catherine know. hasn't spoken yet, has Catherine, she? Catherine, did you want to hop in to say something? And then we have Stormy. Because she's still there. I don't know where okay. she is. Oh, okay. She Stormy, did you want to say something? Stormy, did you want to um, comment on Joe? Stormy might have. She's, she's muted, so we wouldn't yep. be able to tell if she's talking. She has to unmute her mic. Okay. On her own. I see. Okay. Hello? Okay. Oh, hi. Hello. Oh, okay. I just unmuted. Yeah, I, did, I didn't... Uh, I've been following you guys as much as I could. Um, you know, thank you to die, uh, being a follower of Diane Applause and then introducing us to this hoaxbusters and Jim and Diane and Joe. I mean, just my condolences to Jim, you know. Yeah. I just I just think, well, he's going somewhere where we're all going to go also. So we may see him again. And that's all I have to say right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for that. Stormy. And then I think um so there's a device here that's not connected, Graham's device, so I can't I can't understand. Explain. Understand. Um, and and uh C B, you're in the queue there, C B. Yeah, hey. hi Jim. I just FYI, I didn't know about your brother. I I've been very busy, so you know, my condolences I found out tonight when I was logging on to the uh to the show to to watch it. So I'm sorry for your loss, you know, it's it's very tragic. Uh, he went pretty quick apparently, I yes. guess. So I'm yeah. sorry that happened. Um, it sounds like, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I know it's a tough time for you. I hate to bring this up, but I, it sounds like a lot of stuff that I've been going through a lot of the same health issues myself the last couple of years. I had that my gallbladder moved about a, about a year ago. And I know it's a lot of people have had the same thing. This is what, this is a lot of the stuff that was happening with the shedding. This is, this is common stuff. I, there's a lot of uh, message boards that people are posting on saying kind of health problems that Joe was having. Same stuff I'm having. I can't tell you the amount of people I know that have gallbladder problems. Well, she, Cap, Catherine, she had a gallbladder problem, didn't she? Yeah. Catherine, Diane? Yeah. yeah. She had it removed, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's happening to a lot of people. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that his suffering is, is over and done with, though. At yeah, least, we know, are, too. Suffering's over, and he's, uh, he's gone yeah. to a better place, and uh, he's gone back to the Lord. So, And, you know, but, Joe, Joe um, he wasn't fighting it. When I last spoke to him, he wasn't fighting it. He he was embracing this. Well, he he was in so much pain he could, he couldn't stand yeah. it anymore. Yeah. They, again, they got him to cry, uncle. That's what they did, the bastards. By denying you know? him the pain medication yeah. needed when he needed it. Well, okay, and, I, I, another thing too with our, our our medical system is so fucked up. Uh, 10, 10, 12 years ago, and I'm sure Diana could probably back me up on this because she was a nurse. They were handing that shit out like it was candy to everybody left and right, got everybody hooked, killed a bunch of people with overdose. Right. Now the pendulum is completely in the other direction. Absolutely. When you're really in pain and you really need it, they don't want to give you anything. Yeah, that's, that, right. that's, what, that's exactly. what I couldn't understand about this. I'm saying, what the hell's the matter? That's why if I ever fucking talk to that doctor, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm never going to, but I'm just saying, I would say, you are a fucking asshole, what you did to my brother. You killed I my just brother. pound you into the ground. Yeah. right now you asshole but but letting him suffer like that and then, and, then the, and, the, and then you felt so justified well we'll just get hospice in there 
I've never seen hospice engage so quickly. Holy shit. He went, he, that's why I think, I think they're covering up something. They yeah. covered up something with him. And, uh, I mean, I can't, there's nothing I can do about it because he's already been cremated. All no, right? they want, oh, Jim, boy. they want older people to uh, die. I, I get it. They I want anybody you're over 60. They, they want, this is what they did to my yeah. father. I, I had been yeah. taking care of my father at the hospital all the time. The nurse at, um, when he was in a, a double room, the nurse wouldn't let me stay there. And she basically kicked me out. No other nurse had done that. So I go home. He called me early in the morning, said two doctors walked in. He was by himself. I had signs everywhere. They, right, I always put the signs up, contact me. They told him when he was by himself that he needed to go on hospice. Yeah. But this is the way of medicine. These, mm-hmm. these doctors do not care. They're robots. They're robots. They have to process. It's and like they want well, the administration is running the whole line. show, Diane. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to defend the doctors. A lot of them are assholes. No, that's, there's no question about that. But, but the administration. <laughs> yes, that's right. I, mean, I know, but, and, and, they, and they're all fucking Marxists. All these. I know, but CB, these doctors really try, try talking to a doctor about COVID. Try, try. Oh, I know. They, they're brainwashed. Or the I vaccine know. for Pete's they're, sake. They're, right. Or, or the yeah. vaccine. These people are brainwashed. You can't even talk to them. They're willingly. They're young doctors and you can't talk to them. So I just want to put up um, uh, something that I just want to show a video of um, Jim and Joe circa 2006. So we're going to keep talking, but we'll, we'll play like two minutes of it and then I'll just let it run in the back. Let it run. Okay. So this was uh, Jim and Joe circa 2006, August, Paul Revere rally. Here we go. Look at that. The two oh, troublemakers. Look at this. This. this was a famous one we did. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Pulled it, it out of the so, archives. It, awesome, it so, I can tell you the story behind this if you want the story. Give us um, a story. Th- this this is uh, Fr- Frosty Woodridge. He's famous, folks. He he. If you go look him up, Frosty Woodridge, Woolridge, he's really Woolridge. big. Woolridge, big, uh, yeah. yeah. Woolridge, whatever. How, yeah. I, I, can't, I don't know how to spell the name exactly. Yeah, he's on rents all the time. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but Joe, I'll get into a couple things here. So anyway, he was he was doing this ride across across the country on motorcycles. Okay, and this is two thousand six, and so he comes down to Boston, and here we are in Boston, and you know it was blazing hot that day. It was so hot you could see my shirt just melted on me. Okay, <laughs> I mean I have no collar. The thing it was horrible. Oh, it was so hot that day. So I actually interviewed uh, Frosty because Joe's doing the video, and uh, we you know we got this on videos you know i can find it and um we did we did we recorded the whole day and um we ended up getting it on our show um and that was really good but again this is what we did we went out there and and did all this stuff now what happened here was really horrible at the end because we had that they weren't called antifa then they were the antifa like people that showed up so Frosty's there with his motorcycle guys and girls or whatever. Good. And the cops were there. Everybody was there. The, these Antifa people are screaming and yelling at us. Um, so it's getting to be over. A lot of cops. And uh, the Antifa's going over to Frosty and his other people. And they're, they're getting on the motorcycles to leave. And so they leave. All right. So now here's Joe and I all by ourselves. 
surrounded by the Antifa people. And they, they chased us pretty much. What happened is they started coming after us, and we had to go through the common. We had to walk through the common. We had a long ways to go to go to the park, parking lot, okay? And so we're walking, and I, I, you know, I saw they were coming. They were going to beat us. You could tell they, they wanted to beat us into the ground. And I saw the cop there, and there was two cops on a horse, horses. I got this all on video. And uh, I said to the cop, I said, these people, these people are going to kill us here. And you know what the cops did? They got behind us in front of them on their horses. So they protected us uh, from the from the Antifa people, the crazy Antifa people. Because if those cops on the horses weren't there, those people would have came over and beat us. So they protected us. So that was kind of good uh, with that situation there with the cops. Yeah, but oh yeah, that was that was really that was a big thing with this this immigration stuff at that time. You know, two thousand five and six, and you know now we look at the immigration thing now, right. and here we are. We're telling people all about it. You know what's going to happen in twenty years, right? Yeah, and it, it's way worse now. So anyway, that's a little little bit about that. Okay, yeah, so we're going to play. Sorry, so we're going to play about two minutes of this. Okay, okay, and then. Oh, we'll play no minutes of it. <laughs> you put it, it should it, pause, yeah. but it won't even move. Look I at know. that. It's, it's so archived, it won't even move. Okay, I'll have to. It's, it's playing now. Here we go. On May 29th, from Denver, Colorado, five modern day Paul Revere's began a 14,000 mile motorcycle ride to 48 state capitals to warn Americans of the oh, unarmed man. invasion from Mexico. They will spread the alarm that America must act now or watch the right United there. States slide into a bilingual, low-wage country. Every yeah, man and woman that rides an iron horse has been invited to ride for an hour, for a day, for a week. Paul Revere would be proud. This is that Paul Revere ride that came to Boston, Massachusetts, August 6, 2006. Boston should certainly be glad that they named their ride after Paul Revere, somebody noted for a, as a freedom fighter. <clears throat> Yet there, were, uh, there was opposition to the Paul Revere ride. Uh, these people here obviously don't believe in freedom of speech for Americans, like that yeah, like yeah, the Paul yeah, Revere ride people. And they thought they could come in and drown them out so that they couldn't even speak. In fact, it was so tense that the Boston police realized that they're going to have to have a police force out on horses. Uh, not only on horses, but uh, a good amount of policemen in front protecting Americans from these people uh, who oppose their belief system. Say no to hate. This is Jim Rizzoli. Today I'm at the Boston Common where... Um, actually involved with this uh, Stop Illegal Immigration rally, which has been actually very productive on our end. We have a good good amount of supporters, the most we've had so far, that have come down here. And of course, on the other end, we have the most uh, people that have opposed us on the other side, too. Again, do it again. All right, what's your name? Your mother, where, your father, where are you and from? Where are you from? I'm from here, from good, Texas. Good, what, good. Nice example. So they're kind of a little, a little more vocal than us. They're trying to drown us out. 
mm-hmm. and they're doing a pretty good job at it. Okay, so we're going to let that play in the background. I just want to remind everybody it's 9 o'clock. We are on Speak Free Radio and Speak Free Video every Saturday from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. And this is a tribute to Joe Rizzoli, who passed away on January 30th, 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Diane, did you want to say something? Well, thank you. Um, I remember that, of course... <laughs> I was not a welcome addition when I first got there, but I, I'm sure I won Joe over in, in a lot of ways. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jim and Joe would refer to each other as Jimbo and Joe Bo. And, and uh, there's a place near where I live about an hour away called Die Ball. So uh, you see where I'm going with this. I became Die Ball. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was, uh, we went to, we participated in a lot of things, but it just seemed like, in, in my opinion, it was almost almost like Joe was saying, well, now I'm there. He doesn't have to. I don't know that he felt pushed out exactly, but um, it, it was a, a, a rather heat, heated uh, in interaction type uh, relationship, particularly when, when I'd come into the house with horror, a look of horror on my face. Why and a look of horror? Because of way, what it looked like. Oh, and. Oh, Two two men living together. Um, well, Jim's, Jim's side of the house, the little his little corner of the world, looked, was just fine. It was the other side. It looked like it. One of Joe's closets had exploded all over the house. But anyway, that was a. It uh, that is not an issue now, of course, because uh, Rachel and Hans have done an unbelievable clean out. But uh, you know, I said, Joe, you're going to have your crap. Find a, a good place for it. And keep it organized. Well, you know, talk to the hand kind of thing. Well, but, he, um, who, he was who he was. What the one thing that I particularly appreciated about him is that when 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 he, we weren't in each other's face about cleaning stuff up, he was very kind, and he he was uh, he was very determined about. He knew what he believed, and uh, he would often express it at the top of his lungs. But all 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 said. Um, he, he was always helpful and kind in that respect with other people. Yes, yes, he was. So it, um, what were we going to say? I was just going to say some people say, well, how can you tell them apart? Well, believe it or not, the, I, the, there were times on the phone I couldn't. And I know that, that uh, Jim kind of teased me about that. But um, you, you, you get them talking, particularly if you get to know them, then you'll be able to figure it out. They don't look the same to me. When you get to know someone, you see the differences. I'm not sure what happened when they were little, though. They caused a lot of terror. Even, even in high school, in school, they, we had, people couldn't tell us apart. So. But if they didn't know you very well, they wouldn't. You have to no. look at the eyes, I think. Hmm. I think. So I just want to play this little clip, and I had it queued two hours ago, so hopefully it will it will play on cue. We used to play this at the beginning of our hoax busters, and Joe loved this. And um, this was our two minutes of hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from that's right. The 1953 edition of 1984. So hopefully it's queued up. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Attention, citizens. Take your lessons for the two minutes. Hate. If you want to get your hate out, now's the time. Now is the time. 
citizens, we are at war with Eurasia, but the arch enemy is one of our own people, the traitor Cassandra. He is just now speaking from the Eurasian capital. Look at him, citizens. Listen to him. Algoa is a bare, hungry, dilapidated place compared to the world that existed before the revolution. And next to Frank Big Brother, thank him for this. This is his achievement. But who is Big Brother? The guy looks angry, huh? All knowledge, all wisdom, all happiness, all virtue. He is a place on the boarding. He may not... I can't believe how young Eddie Albert looks. Yeah, absolutely. Go to war. And you go to war. Today you are at war with Eurasia. Tomorrow perhaps with East Asia. Is that Martin Landau? Yes, like it, doesn't it? Is to use he was less Jewy looking back then. Without <laughs> raising the general standard of living. For if leisure and security were enjoyed by all alike, great masses of human beings who normally are stupefied by poverty would become literate and would learn to think for yeah, themselves. Yeah, he looks angry, huh? And once they had done this, they would sooner or later realize that the privileged minority had no function, and they would sweep Here we go, everybody. Away. Now's your chance. Put that hate out. George Floyd. Hey, yeah. How do you system? There you go. But Joe, Joe enjoyed that immensely. Did you want to say something now, Jim? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, what really sucks is you're trying to do what's right. And, and the people are accusing you of being a hater. And, and, and this is what the Jews do. This is all they do is just, you know, hater, 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 you know, uh, shame it. And it's like, we're just trying to tell you the truth, telling you what's going on. You, they have you know, nothing you, else they can say. Right. They have no logical yeah. argument to counter. That's yours, right. So you're a poopoo head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> like in the Stand playground. Attacks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You have somebody else coming in. Orth- Orthodox reactionary. Welcome to the Joe Rizzoli tribute today. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Did you want to talk about Joe? Tell us who you are and, and how you know Joe or how you came to know Joe. Uh, you mean Mr. Rizzoli? Uh, Joe Rizzoli, not Jim Rizzoli. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. I just popped in, so I'm, I might be out of context. I'm not sure what you're talking about right now. Oh, that's all right. So Jim Rizzoli, who's on here right now, he's, yes. he is the twin brother of Joe Rizzoli. Yes. Who just passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. His yes. memory is eternal. Thank you. And so we're having a tribute tonight. And um, so maybe uh, are you new? Are you new to the Rizzoli brothers? No, I'm, this is my first time, obviously, to pop in on the show. But I've been I've been uh, watching some of uh, Jim Rizzoli's videos, and I do recall seeing his brother in conversation before. So, no, that's that's terrific. Did you want to ask Jim a question of anything that maybe you saw that you've been you've been wanting to ask him? Oh, I'd have to think about it. Um, I'm just I've been one who. Like many years ago, uh, I was working uh, at a publishing company, and somebody handed me, I was, I think, starting to maybe go to graduate school in history, and somebody handed me some VHSs of Ernst Sundel. I mean, we're talking about like oh. the early 2000s. Awesome. And so I've been aware of that for a while, and then I've just, yeah, I just continued to do my research and really just trying to understand all this. So I don't, I don't really have a question right now, except I, I guess 
One would be, uh, Mr. Rizzoli, if you've ever, uh, and, and for Mrs. King, if you've ever um, studied or investigated or visited an Eastern Orthodox Christian church. No. No. <laughs> have you heard of the Jesus prayer? Uh, have I heard of what? The Jesus prayer. The Jesus prayer? <clears throat> Is this a prayer that you have to pray to get into these Orthodox churches? <laughs> No, no. It's an ancient prayer that in its smallest form is, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And it's just an attempt to, uh, it's, it's an ancient tradition of, like St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too uh, keen to religion. We're not up on uh, mainstream churches. Uh, yeah, North, I'm not. Uh, Eastern I'll, Orthodox I'll, is still Catholic to us. But you're, yeah. keen on, you're keen on Jesus Christ, though, right? Of yeah, course. Yeah. Not you, Orthodox, but Jim. Oh. I'm talking to Jim. Oh, okay. So we we do appreciate that prayer. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful that. prayer. That should come from the heart. When you know, have have mercy. That's the that's actually the mantra we should be saying in this country. Lord, have mercy on us. Not God yes. bless America or some inane, trite type of ridiculous comment, but God have mercy on us. Yes. And uh, because we are under judgment. And so that's an excellent prayer that should come right out of the heart. Yes. Appreciate that. So sure. I just queued I just queued up um Joe used to like to have this played. This is the video. Do you know what year this was, Jim? When that I can't see nothing. Come on, yeah. don't you can't read my mind. So <laughs> so Joe drove a school bus. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Mass Turnpike in Massachusetts well, that runs Three years ago, maybe twenty eighteen. I thought, right? Yeah, twenty eighteen, and and uh, so let's see what happened, Joe. Um, Joe driving down the street, uh, driving down the highway. Seven thirty Tuesday night, a man is swerving on the Mass Pike to try to flag down a school bus, but then he comes to a dead stop right in the middle of the busy highway, jumping out of his car as other cars and trucks zip by. I was like flabbergasted. The bus driver's personal dash cam recorded the entire encounter as he came back to Weston from his Metco route in Boston. A man jumped on my bus going on the Mass Turnpike, pulled me over in the middle lane and Stop the bus. Unable to calculate the potential threat, the bus driver tries to pull away. The man then climbs onto the hood, screaming. His words were, why are your windows dark? We reached that man by phone tonight, but he quickly wanted to change the subject, saying, I have nothing to talk about with you about anything other than how are the Bruins doing and what place are we in? As he focuses on the playoffs, state police are trying to determine what drove him to make the risky move on the busy highway. At the end of the confrontation, he walks around to the bus driver's window, but that gives the driver the opportunity he needs to pull out and get away. Good move, Joe. Absolutely. Now, there were no <laughs> students on the bus at the time, and state police say that no charges have been filed as their investigation continues. Well, maybe that was um, an illegal alien when he... Yeah, no fine, no charges. <laughs> no. They, they, um, they did track this guy down, and they did charge him. So he, he could have caused a catastrophe. It could have been okay? awful. I mean, you know, there could, there could have been a backup here, like, incredible backup. I mean, it, it, it was a miracle. I'm not kidding you. A miracle that no one smashed in the... Remember... There's somebody in the middle lane stop. You're driving 60 miles an hour. You don't you don't have enough time to stop. You're going to hit the bus. You don't expect it either. Yeah. And and they and you know what? You know what? Again, another bullshit thing they did. 
they went nuts on Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, he wa- he he wanted to have uh, cameras. Camera. Yeah. In the in the buses. So Joe would record. He had his own camera. They didn't want him to have those cameras. They didn't want him recording. Okay. Imagine that. I, I think they do now, but they yeah. didn't then. And then he gets back to the bus yard. They didn't want him talking to the press. The fucking people, I tell you, they gave him such a hard time. And, um, you know, you, you just, you know, and then eventually right after that, they fired him. Well, he didn't, he quit, but they would have fired him. Yeah. It's all about giving us a hard time. That's what it is, brother. It's all about oh. giving us a hard time. Oh, my goodness. See, they hated Joe. Okay. You know why they hated Joe at the school bus yard? Because Joe, he, he he didn't like to see things not done right, and if something was done wrong, that's not right, and and he would take him up on it. Yeah. Uh, and then they 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 get on him, and, and the thing is, his union never supported him. They never supported him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a big incident at the end. Some little black kid got on the bus and smacked Joe in the face. And Joe got really mad. It's a big uh, six-year-old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, he got out of the bus and started yelling at the teachers for this happening. And and they 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 they, they got on Joe. Yeah, they they of made Joe the bad guy. Imagine that. That's always the case. You know, all that stuff. That's all stuff I've encountered many times in the American workplace. This is how it is now. A lot of people don't realize. I used to work for, you know, Geico, one of the biggest insurance companies mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. It was all this same woke bullshit. You know, every time you go in there, some fucking purple-haired lesbian telling you how, how evil you are for being, you know, a white male and the whole bit. Right. And you have to hear about all this fucking woke bullshit. And nobody does shit right. You know, no, same thing, you know, that people do shit wrong. They reward, oh, oh, you're a fag? Well, let's promote you. You know, let, oh, oh, you're black? Well, let's promote you. Oh, you, you're a hardworking straight white male and you're trying to do things right? You better shut the fuck up or we're going to fire you. That's how it is now. Yeah. And, and the yeah. government is no different. doesn't matter if you're in the police department. doesn't matter if you're in, you know, some corporate bull- job. It, it's it's all like that. Everything's falling the fuck apart because of this, this stupid Jewish bullshit mentality yeah. that dominates our mm-hmm. fucking society. Yeah, Joe, right. Joe and, and, and what really killed me, here's again about people, the people he worked for, these are all his friends, right? All his friends, all the people working there, none of them backed him up. None of them. Of course, because they, they don't they want to lose their threw, job. Yeah. They just threw him out and let him get attacked. And so, you know, I was telling, I, I was telling Joe, I said, Joe, you know, because he, he, I was retired. He could have retired. I, but he really, you know what it is? Joe, look, think about it. Joe drove little black kids to school. Yeah. And they're accusing him of being racist and in Weston. In Weston. Okay. He loved those little black kids so much. He didn't want to quit. He he loved doing the job. He did. And he could have retired any time. I said, Joe, especially after the last event, I said, Joe, you got to get the hell out of it because these people, they're going to fire you. You're not going to get your retirement or nothing. They're going to throw you under the bus and say something bad about you. And they probably won't give you your, your health care. Not, not that there was any health care anyway, but you know, and I, he did, he retired. And I, I, I think he really, he, he loved it after he retired. See, it's like, Joe, what, when you retire and get out of, you're going to be getting paid the same amount of money. You, you, you know, once you get start collecting your money, you're not going to be. It's not going to be that big of a difference in, in pay. 
you know, once you get the all the stuff they give you. And uh, yeah, so he retired, and uh, it was good. You know, I'm, I'm glad he retired because they would have fired him. They, they were gunning him. for him, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. So that was a good thing. He did listen to me on that one. That was good. So I know I just want to say this. Excuse me. Joe would have been very happy because we hit 50 viewers on Speak Free Video. Our highest to date was 27 because we just started streaming about a month ago. So we hit. Well, we would have had more. I didn't do it. I didn't do a walk and talk today. And because um, I would have announced it. and we We've been talking about it all week, though. Well, whatever. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? You know. Yep, but that's all right. So we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna play a little clip of something recent that Joe did within the last um, a little more than a year. Um, and here's some of the commies um, in Framingham, where Joe lived. And Joe, um, do you remember this, Jim? When Joe was um, out, when he was out front, I guess of um, City Hall. Yeah. And he wanted oh, that, that recent event that you yes, were sort of involved wanted, in. Yeah. Yeah, he this wanted, is when they when again when Netso on him again. Yeah, and so they went. Um, this you, you could see the first image that you're going to see is a woman who's a school teacher. Imagine her taking yeah. care of your kids, teaching no, your thanks. children. Here He's we a go. Poster child for homeschooling. <laughs> shit, who you are? Okay. Give some shit. McKellen, welcome to the party set. Well, can, yes. you, can you just calm down? I'm just sitting oh, here. They're yelling at me. That's a. Are you, you're just yelling at me. I never done anything. That's just how you brutal. act. And I don't like you. Oh, oh, oh you don't like me. I just, uh, I do, I do I hate? Do I hate? I am. Do I hate you? You don't know me. I don't post hate. But I don't know. I, but I don't hate you. Why am I disgusting? You're an idiot. You are garbage. Ignorant white man who is not used to anyone responding to your dribble and your garbage and your imaginary issues. Sick. You're so hey, talk, You're so Talk to the hand. <laughs> talk to the hand. <laughs> I'm just, but, but I'm just asking. The, the guy, the, they were, I'm, I'm on here. I'm on here. Away. No one wants you here. Go away. No one wants you here. Whoa, I'm talking to Willie. He doesn't want to talk to you. You own teacher in Framingham. You own Willie. Willie. You're embarrassing him. You're embarrassing yourself. No one wants you here. No one wants you here. Go away. But, but I'm on. Sign that says free speech. You can't. Go away. No one wants you here. Show a question. No, I can't. Are you a city councilor? Reading. Are you are you a city councilor? Nobody wants to. Are you are you a, are you a city council? Can I ask you a question? She's supposed are to be a city Republican. council. Yeah, she's a Republican. Oh, no, you council. leave me alone! You're, har- you're harassing me. Go away! She's a move the fuck away! She, she I haven't said anything hateful. All I'm asking is, I want to. She's a city councilor. He's a school committee member. I'm asking questions. What, what newspaper you? Report? The newspaper in in Wuburn and on the website. The Wuburn, what happened to the Brazilians in the in Wuburn? What does that have to do with? How that? is that relevant to? Because I agree, I agree with the person's workers. They were getting cheated. Go to Wuburn. They don't get it. And those well, cops want, wanted business. so bad to arrest Joe. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. Of course. Government. Hey, Ms. 
Methuselah. Leave my daughter alone. She's a state oh, rep. Absolutely. Absolutely not. She's a state Get out of here. Go away. She's a state rep. She's a rugby. She's a rugby. She's a state rep. Don't just don't. Let's not yell. Let's not yell. She's a state rep. I can talk to her. Oh, Joe, don't you yell. But they can yell at you. That's right. That's right. talking to you. She's a, she's my state rep. I have, and just like this city council here, I have a right to talk to her. Okay. I, I, and, and, and I'm just asking you some questions. Can I? This is not the venue to have conversations. Well, where do you want me to have it? This agent, nobody wants to listen. Wait, wow. wait a minute. You're a city councilor. You represent the public. Janet Limbo. You represent the, you, you took an oath. You took an oath to the Constitution. The what? That means you, could, you took an oath to the law. I'm not chastising people. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. She, a- she's a city council. She represents me. I, I, woman. All of the fucking women attacking him here. You are disgusting people. She's a city council. She doesn't want to talk to you right now, sir. Wow. Hello? Do you speak English? No, I don't. Oh, I, I, need, I, need, I, need. I can do that. She's a city councilor. I'm well aware. Get out of my way. I will not. Can I talk okay. to my sister? may not. She has said no to you multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Uh, uh, wow. I'm sick of this. Well, just give really yeah, that, that, I, I think we get it. Joe has the rest of it covered up. Look at, let, let me Joe tell you stood up to those commies. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. The difference between me and Joe... I wouldn't even have been there. Yeah. I wouldn't even waste time. In that time kind of a situation. Right. See, there's no reason I, with those people. This is this is the thing with Joe. See, That's Joe, true. this was Joe's fault, and we'd have arguments. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> See, Joe, Joe thought because he was in the right that people would listen to him, and. No, they don't. No. Okay. They don't want to listen to you. They don't care about you. They hate you. And they're going to give you a hard time. And, you know, that was fine that Joe did that. But see, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't even gave them the time of day. No. Okay. Not even the time of day. But Joe always felt that he, he had, he was, he was going to, and then he was going to take this woman. Well, here's what happened. He complained about this school teacher. To the to the superintendent of schools, yeah. he complained because look at she you look at the language she used on him. She said, "Get the fuck out of here" or whatever the hell she Nobody said. Nobody wants to hear and you. You know what? You know what the superintendent said? Well, she's got free speech. She's got free speech. Wait a minute. If Joe did it and he used that language on an illegal immigrant, she would he would have been fired in one minute. Fight in one minute if he swore at an illegal immigrant like the way she treated him. So this is what I'm saying. I want out of Framingham. Get me the hell out of here when my house sells. Uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm gone. I don't even want to look at Framingham anymore. You know. But Joe, Joe thought he thought, and that's why he stayed there. Yeah. All right? I tried like hell to get him down here, but he he thought he was going to get through to some people up there. And how many people have we gotten through to? Nobody. No. You know, nobody. And and, and what are you going to do? Joe, he, he just fought the wrong battle. I should, he should have just walked away from these people. And he had couldn't walk away. Him. You know? No, well. he liked a good fight. Good for Joe for standing up. Well, whatever. 
I, I just wouldn't waste my time with these people. I know, these but people you know are they're evil, evil people. Yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't get through. And not only that, you got to understand something too, that they're going to turn it on you and get you arrested. That's what they're going to do. No. Okay? They're, they're going to die in a pause. If there's anybody that knows better, it's you. Absolutely. Okay? You know, they're going to, whatever you could be right as the day is long. Those cops there would have arrested him. If he did something, even touched one of these people. Oh, that'd have been it. That yep. would have been it. They would have yep. arrested him right there on the spot. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so sending my condolences, Joe would say, you don't know me from Waterford, Ireland. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. for that. Yeah, Joe shirt. I, I wonder if they she threw those shirts out. Probably. Oh, probably. But there's been no reason. We'll make another one. If well, no, I have. Here. I have one. I think I have. See, we got you know double shirts. I I probably have one. Yeah, you probably had twin shirts. Is Dave there? Um, no, I think he's trying to pop in. So I was trying to let let people out, but let's let, let's just show another little clip of of Joe being Joe, right? Joe being Joe. Okay. Brother Ernest. Who's Brother Ernest? That's well, a friend of theirs in, in Framingham. Okay. So let's just see what they were up to on June 22nd, 2023. See what Joe was up to. Brother Ernest and Joe Rizzoli, Framingham Heming Hemingway School Gay Pride Flag. There we go. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Brother Ernest out here. And we're out here to let them know that we don't approve of the pride flag on school property. This is a promotion of LGBT agenda. They are coming after our children. They're to um, change our children's mind. We know that there's only two genders. And the thing we have to worry about stopping this agenda <laughs> that pride flag <clears throat> Had nothing to do with elementary schools. Sexualization of our children should be illegal in this country. So we're just standing out here. Uh, Jim, if Joe is filming this, know that we don't he's filming it. Yeah, is he talking this? No. I, I don't know. I don't. I, 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 okay, I, that, that, that's all it's going to be. I just would. Crazy. I would just. Yeah, Ernest yeah. Was, he's kind of an interesting person. <laughs> but, You're very nice. Yeah. Okay, so we just we just um Dave Gahari has joined oh, us. All right, Dave. Greetings. New. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Let me just make yeah, he's unmuted. Dave, yeah. testing. One, two, three. Dave. Dave Gahari. Yes. The yes. principal's office, please. I'm here. I'm here. I'm Pat. sorry. I I didn't mean to do that to the Jews. Um, you know, it was just I, I don't know I don't know what happened. Who's gonna be another show? Yes. <laughs> and um I'm really enjoying the program. It it um you know, it made me think of a couple things. Good. And one thing I'm obviously sad about is that Joe isn't here. One thing I'm yes. one thing I'm happy about is that I got to meet Joe and Jim face to face. Yeah. Another thing I'm happy about is that Joe got to see how the tide is turning and how we are in this great awakening. 
And this is something I've touched on frequently, that the great people before us, men and women, who fought so hard to get this information out, as you guys do and have been doing, were not able to see what we are seeing now. And like all of us, I wish Joe was here right now as as we're on this show and in a little rectangle and, you know, with his shirt behind him. And, yeah. Um, the first, when, I, when I did meet Joe, if I could tell that story, um, mm-hmm. when I met Jim and Joe, we were at one of those Freedom Palooza right. events. Right. Yes. I don't think you were there. No, no. I, I, I came after in 2015. <clears throat> yes. And... This might have been, Jim, uh, maybe the first one or the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Paul Tepetti launched these Freedom Paloozas on July 4th. Uh, right. Whether it was, you know, the weekend or, you know, during a weekday. It was a couple-of-day event. And, you know, I at that time I was with American Free Press. Maybe, maybe this was in... Uh, 2012 or something like that, Jim? Well, I I, th- I think it was 2014 or 14. 15. It was before Diane, right? A year before Diane, I thought. Right. Two years before Diane. So I met Diane and went to 2015. 2015, right. Okay, so it had to be 14 or uh, 13 or 14, <coughs> I would think. But they're above. Yeah. 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 And so I was doing interviews at American Free Press, and I had done interviews year, for, you know, for many years before that. Uh, but you know, it's it's funny with with doing interviews or or writing articles for a newspaper or doing uh, what you that that great video where you guys were out in Boston about that uh, illegal immigration event, which it's amazing those. Antifa savages are no different than they are today. Yeah, uh, saying the same things. They're, they're such savages. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you you don't know, you uh, and you can't know really. Uh, I guess until you know time has had passed, is if anybody's actually listening to your interviews. And you know now it's a little different, but back then it was like that. And so you're doing these interviews and you and you don't know, you know, today now we've got all of these gadgets and chats and people can say whatever they want. And it's it's a lot different. So back then, I, I had no idea. I, I, you know, I, I guess I didn't even think about it. And I was walking through the uh, field where we were at. And I can't remember how we, Jim, maybe you remember better than I do. But somehow, uh, you you when you and you and Joe were together there, I think it was just you guys sitting in chairs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I right. passed. There was, by. A, there was a camp. There was a campfire thing. Circle, and, circle, and we were sitting where that was, was was. And then I believe you came over, and Joe recognized you. I didn't know who you were, so Joe uh, recognized you. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So somehow, I don't know if we were talking or something, but he said to me, and, you know, it was such a, a compliment. And I, uh, I always remember that, 
you know, to this day that he was so shocked that, you know, he, he's like, you're Dave Gahari? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, what? My God, I listen to your interviews all the time. You, 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 you got great interviews. I mean, it was just like such a, such a compliment, you know, that even to this day, you know, over 10 years, uh, from that point, I remember that. And, uh, Joe, and, and, you know, just as other folks had said it in the show earlier, Jim, nobody's, you know, saying anything. Uh, you know, about you that doesn't really apply to Joe. I mean, you're, you're both great guys and, um, it's, it's tough to tell you apart. You know, I just called you the other day and I called you Joe. I'm like, Oh God. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you guys are special and there, there's a, a hell of a lot of people out, out here who really love you guys and, uh, we'll always love you, and we'll always love Joe. And even though he's not here, he he is, and he's he's with us, and he always will be. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. And I'm just going to run this in the background. If somebody else wants to, um, this is Joe and Joe and Jim for people on Speak Free. Uh, okay, so that, that, this was when I was here. So this was within the year. Yep. So this is from, it says, um, I thought this was February. Could it have been last February? When did you move down to Texas? February. This oh, is so right before you left. I, this is just when I left. Yeah. He's looking a little yellow there. Yeah. Yeah. He might, he might be. There's, the light doesn't look so good there. Um, Joseph's iPad, it says there. Yeah. So, just now Catherine's in the room. Catherine, did you want to say something? She's got to unmute. Hello, Catherine. Catherine? Unmute. Yep. So Uncle Murray says, as far as I'm concerned, we've we've won the info war. Okay. So Catherine, unmute, honey. No, she did. She did. Okay. Did you want to say something about Joe, Catherine? <laughs> she, she come back. Okay, because you don't want to have dead ear when you're on the um. Yeah, that's uh, true. On the um. Listen, on- if she's not talking. Let me say something here. Yes. Um, I, you know, Joe listened to Dave Gahir. You see, Joe knew where all these people. I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Joe, Joe's listening to Dave, Dave Gahiri all the time, and I never even knew who Ali was. Okay, so Joe introduced me to all these all these people because that's what he did. See, when Joe drove the school bus, this is why he loved driving the school bus because he would he would record all these people's podcasts and then he'd bring them with them on the bus and he'd be driving for eight hours or six hours and he'd be able to listen to six hours of podcast and all these people. I couldn't because I was working and you know, doing a different type of job. And uh, so Joe would say, oh, wow, I listened to nice, something Dave Gehiri said here and this other guy said here. So he, Joe, see, people don't understand, and I, and I want to just say something here about this. In the beginning, say, go. let's go back, way back, to 2000, 
uh, when we started getting into the illegal immigration thing in our, our town. Joe's the one that got started with it. I didn't. I, I didn't really yeah. have any interest in anything. I worked just like everybody else. You go to work, you come home. Well, Joe had an interest in everything. He read. There's nobody that I've ever seen read like Joe. Okay. And uh, he just read, read books all the time. I didn't read nothing. I, I'm, I wasn't a reader at that time. Joe got me into being a reader later. Okay, but I'm talking way later, you know, and um, so he's reading all these books and then he's telling me what's in the books and all the information. And then, you know, I'm learning from Joe. So if, if it wasn't for Joe, I wouldn't be here because he he's the one that gave me the information, you know, so I can learn and understand and I could talk. And uh, see, Joe wasn't one to be on camera because I was always in front of the camera. Joe was doing all the recording. And so, you know, that's how it just worked out. And even at the end, you know, I always want – I see, Joe could have really done a lot if he, if he just did his own videos. But because he knew so much, he yeah. knew about everything. See, this is what gets me when, you know, someone says, oh, I don't read. Or, or Joe or, – or, you know, whatever. Look, at I started reading later, okay, but the information, you know, there you go. I mean, there's only so much you can do, especially when I retired. Then I was able to obviously do more. And the Joe, issue is that you are able to process and explain what you're reading. Joe, that wasn't Joe's forte. Yeah, see, Joe, Joe was not a video guy on video to explain things. I, I, you know, and it, even me in the beginning, I probably was useless too. Okay, it takes it takes a little bit of finesse. And yeah. in practice, when you go before a camera and you're, you're on TV, I mean, we were on TV, okay? So, you know, in the beginning, you're kind of goofy. And then as time goes on, you're still goofy. So you try to, <laughs> you know, you try to. Some of us know, grow out of it. Well, I'm just saying, you, you try to do the best you can. Uh, and I learned a lot by just understanding things. See, I, 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 don't, I don't need a script in front of me to talk. See, some people do. You you tell me what you want to talk about, and I'll talk about it. Okay. Well, you've and, processed all this because I, you, see, I, I, it's in my it. it's in my head. Yeah, it's already in my head. And see, my problem is you know names and date. Like like look at me between between me and E. Michael Jones. E. Michael Jones, I, 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 the guy's he's brilliant. He knows yeah. everything. People, places, things, times, and it, it, it's in, incredible. I can, I don't, but I know I know what's going on with the with the topic. Okay, so anyway, uh, look, I didn't have talk in the outcome. Uh, we ha we have uh, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine um, who, who's been waiting patiently. We have Hitler did good. So, Catherine, you're on first. You want to say a couple of things about about uh, Joe Rizzoli, and then we're going to have Hitler did good, who is a newcomer here. Thank you for joining us. If she's there, she was Catherine. there. I saw her come in. Catherine. Okay, well, you so might, you might to go to the okay. principal's office. All right, let's, all right. Okay, we're going to have Hitler did good. He's going to join us. Right. Hello, how are you? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yep. perfectly. perfectly. Uh, my name is Scott. Um, I put my face on, so, well, I thought, well, maybe I might call, but, you know. Yeah, we like your this face. Is good. Your this face is, good. is good, absolutely. It's a good face. I'm the one. I'm the one who's in the um, the Bible study with oh yes Diane. Oh, bless your heart. We see you. Hi. Yep. Yeah, Thank I just you. wanted to um, I just want to come on and give Jim my uh, 
condolences. Um, my mom passed away in 2022 mm-hmm. from uh, cancer, and uh, it hit me pretty hard. Yeah. When, okay. when it happened. So you're sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Now. Yep. Yeah, we we took care of her at the house. Um, we were not going to put her in a hospital. Uh, we wouldn't put her in any kind of home. We wanted to take care of her at home, and we were able to do that and afford to do that. Uh, hospice came in a few months during the process, and they were the hospice was great. I mean, I they yeah. took care of her, and it was great. Candy. Yeah, they um, hospice. I'm telling you, folks. Uh, I, I, Joe loved them. He said these people are wonderful. After I his mean, doctors, who wouldn't? They cared uh, the, about the, him. The, the doctors, the, the forget about the doctors. Okay, <laughs> but the hospice was the best. Joe loved the doc. He loved seeing him come in. He got to talk to him. Um, no, he he loved it. So I'm really happy. Uh, with hospice, they look at if there's any system that it's working is hospice. Okay, Jim, are you on crack? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Sometimes they're, they're not. My my parents I had, had a horrible experience. experience. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, ju- I'm just saying with Joe, it worked. He got out lucky. Good. He got lucky. Okay, okay. So, well, Scott, you, how was it with you? And you liked them, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so Scott yeah. liked them. I liked them. You didn't <laughs> like them. So there you go. Well, they, they were horrible to my father. Yeah, too mine too. They, they, switched. they, they started off with this lovely um, 40 or 50-something-year-old woman with a nice Irish brogue who did the intake. Yeah. And the next day, a Haitian guy showed up who could barely speak English, and he high-fived my father. And right. so my father died like you know, a couple of weeks later. So then when I asked for a, new, a nurse, he wanted a female. He didn't care that they were black, but he wanted to be able to understand the person. That's right. Um, they subjected my father for the next week to phone calls. Why don't you want this person? I mean, it was oh horrible. My gosh. It was oh beyond my gosh. anything you can imagine. So I have no faith. Zero no, faith I, I in the medical but, system. But I think you know Not the difference. Joe had the a diff- good experience. Okay, but here's the difference, I think. It's, it's where you are. You're Boston. Okay, so that's what yeah. you get in Boston. Framingham is a little bit more diverse. Joe just got lucky. Joe got lucky. Well, and whatever. I think Scott, your your mother got lucky, but so they they said she wasn't in any pain. Now, now she was on morphine too for a while. But she was, was she, was she aware? She was was she, yeah, I know. But was she aware of what was going on around her? Everything was shut down. She was kind of comatose type of thing. She was aware for a couple weeks, and then she just went downhill fast. And yes. Then, Yes, they, I think morphine does that. By the yeah. way, yeah, yep, it was hard. Yeah. yeah, I know it's very hard, especially parent, a, a sibling, a twin. I mean, um, yeah. we're all reeling from this. Mm-hmm. See, both of both of my parents died in the facility they were in. Okay, and it it, it was quick too. They died quickly for the most part. Um, so we never had to deal with a hospice situation, you know, for them anyway, you know. My dad's still around. He's like 80, 86, 87. He still lives right up the road. So he's still getting around. He's got a hard time walking, but he does not want to go anywhere. He wants to die in that house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't want to go anywhere. So if we have to take care of him there, then we're, 
We'll do it again. Right. <clears throat> no, good for you. That's right. Good for That's you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no. Both my parents died at home. I was, it was their choice. And, and uh, mom had hosp- the hospice people that helped her uh, for herself. That worked out really well. They were very nice and very competent and English speaking. The ones, yeah. the hospice that were supposed to help dad, all they did was fill out forms. Really it infuriated mom. There was almost no care involved. They were just filling out forms the entire time. She said. So, but anyway, it was it was fine for her. But so, uh, <laughs> it's sure good to see you, Scott. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you for joining us. Dave Gahari is still here, and if anybody else wants to pop in, we have about um, seventeen minutes. minutes. Seventeen yeah. minutes. I don't yeah. know why Catherine left. Well, what a. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I will. T- I will say one more thing, <clears throat> and um, I was I forgot to say it. I called Joe, and he picked up the phone. Yeah. He was uh, surprised. He kept telling me, I, I can't believe I picked up the phone, oh. because I never do. I called the home phone. Yeah. And Oh, good. Monica's he, back. Yeah. Hey, Monica. <laughs> Hi. Hey. I just just sent a letter out to uh, to Alfred. And uh, I did wish him a happy birthday, and I didn't even make the connection of his of his birthday. Um, it was the same day that Joe died. I know, and, it was, and oh. I didn't know that. And it was the same day yeah. that A H came was to power as yes. chancellor. <laughs> yes, and it was the same day ten years ten years before Alfred was born was the, the day that the night that the Wilhelm Gustloff yeah, was, was torpedoed. Yeah. Uh, January 30th is, is very significant right now for, for, yes. for you personally, Jim, and for me personally, and, and mm-hmm. then for all of us because of the German history. That's right. exactly right. Exactly. Yes. Thank yes, you for and that. We, and we are making such, really such great leaps of Here. progress now. And, you know, Jim, Diane, Monica, Alfred, Joe, Diana, everyone else. We've been doing it in a disparate fashion, not as so much as a team, but all of our work has paid off. I think now we can see every day something's happening where people are naming the eternal enemy. That's true. Yeah. They're recognizing the eternal enemy. You saw that one guy in, in Texas at the political uh, gathering where he was pointing out Jews and highest. I mean, in it literally, you know, as early as, you know, five months ago, that would have been something that would have been unheard of. So, all of this stuff is happening because of literally all of us uh, and and the people before us, uh, the great people uh, before us. But I called Joe and he picked up the phone and he kept kept saying how, you know, I never pick up the phone, you know, because we all get, get these junk calls, right? All these marketing calls. But we spoke for quite a bit of time and uh, I encouraged him to. Uh, get on to hoaxbusters. And that was, of course, uh, as, as in your email, Monica, that was, uh, the January 20th show. And it was great to see. And I called in for that. And, uh, because I wanted to see how he looked because after our, after our talk. So, um, 
he looked great, and I was uh, really shocked to hear that he had passed. But, uh, you know, who knows how these things unfold and why they happen the way they do. But you know what? Like I said before, uh, I believe it, and I've... I personally, and I've talked about this on the radio, on shows before, I had a near-death experience. Yeah, you and, did. Yes. And um, uh, what what I can say is, you know, from me experiencing that, um, there is life after this one. And it's it's not like this, but it's it's another dimension. And it's where... You don't communicate like we are now with words, but it's a nonverbal dimension, and there's absolutely no pain. It's so just it's not in a hospital. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It's I don't know where it is. I saw it, but I mean, it's like not like a physical type thing. There's no probably like, not Boston. There's not trees, and there's not ground, and there's not sky. It's just you know nothing. But you do. My mother saw it too. She did. She had a very near death experience, and she. Sorry to interrupt you, Dave. I just, no, no. If you want to finish your story, no, that was it. I, 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 no, it. that's it. Please go ahead. I, well, yeah, she she had she. I guess you could say she died momentarily. In, it was in a hospital, and she said that. Well, she did. She was aware of a circle of faces around her, and those were probably the people actually around her bed—nurses and doctors and whatnot. But then she, there was this bright light, just white, bright light that was drawing her up and and very inviting and very peaceful, very beautiful, very good feeling. Everything was beautiful. It was good. Like, it was only because people were really just, like, calling her back. Come, you know, come don't on, go. Didi, Didi. Yeah. Don't go, don't go. And then she came back, but she had that experience. Yeah. So, yes. and I believe that. I think there are many people who have, re- who have talked about those experiences yeah. i i have i am totally i totally believe that yeah uh, and I, yeah. I know it wasn't a dream because i wasn't able to dream for about two months after that and, oh. and I, yeah i saw my grandfather and he was you know with his hand beckoning me to either come out or come in but it was a very peaceful uh relaxing you know, nonverbal, and I understood everything he was saying just by looking at his face. This is a kind of an yeah. aside. I just, I hate to interrupt. We're going to no, time soon. It's that Joe was with two very loving people at the end. And that, you know, we really, regardless what happens after, to, to have somebody there when you don't have the strength to hold yourself up, you can kind of rest in, in their arms and in their care, and you know you're going to be you're you're with somebody who actually cares about you. not in some hospital where they've got you doped up and although to some extent he was plugged into every every uh, uh, line and tube that you could possibly be, and they don't give a flying rat's ass because they can't wait for you to get out of the bed so they can fill it up with someone else. That's not Joe's experience. He was there with a very loving his daughter and son-in-law, and they took care of him all the way up to the end. That's great. That's beautiful. I, I have a very small, like a one minute thing that I want to say, and it's very trivial compared to all these things we're, we're talking about now, but it relates to something that very beginning of the show, and I had forgotten to mention it when I was first on, but it had to do with the play pens. 
Oh, you mean the cages? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but that's the thing. You called them cages, and I just want to tell you what no. my mother said about those because it puts it in a different light. I had too. I know. It's very beautiful how she put it. She said that when she used a playpen for one or the other or several of her children, it was actually they loved it or we loved it or whatever. I, I remember pictures of my brothers in the playpen and that kind of thing. And, and she says, no, because otherwise if you're busy in the house and you're doing your thing and you're having to constantly say no to the toddler for this, yeah. and no, don't yeah. do that. And don't touch that. You're constantly doing this negative. No, no, no. And whereas the playpen, the kids happy got your stuff in there, whatever it is. It's, your oh, space. Yeah. it's like your, your, your kingdom. That's and right. you're happy and the mom doesn't have to keep saying no 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 and so with with a limited usage and in you know it's got its time and place to use sure. obviously you're not going to lock them up there and you know go away or whatever. no but <laughs> no <laughs> so i just thought i'd throw that in sorry i totally totally changed i didn't mean to totally change the direction no that was very good. i'm glad you added that because i had that too and i know what it was used for containment but also <laughs> I, I think um part of it was you had all your toys in there i never got away from that i was always about collecting my stuff around me ever since sorry jim <laughs> that's why i got four sheds <laughs> yeah my mother yeah. used to um when we went outside she would ask. Oh yeah. Oh, boy. Ask, oh boy. She oh, tied boy. she tied us like dogs to the fence. Okay, and the so neighbors we, noticed. So we had we had like a like a ten foot cord on us oh, each goodness. of us, and you know we were like little dogs in the yard, so we wouldn't run off. Because you would run off. Oh no, we did run off. I mean, if That's we could right. run off, we ran off. All right. I mean, look at Diane. Diane had and switch clothes. And switch That's clothes right. and fool your parents. Yeah, but, but I'm just going to show you something. Diane today had her son over yes. yesterday. Yeah. And he was, we just pulled up. We had to go out and do some courts, not court. Uh, yeah. Well, stuff. legal okay, stuff. So anyway, yeah. we come home and her son's here with the little little kid. They just had a little kid. He's about, what, two, Diane? Three. He's going to be three. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm talking to him and uh, he explains that, just in 30 seconds, his kid ran out of the yard across the street on the other person's deck in the house. He saw a big a toy, yeah, toy motorized a toy car. Over. But, I mean, in 30 seconds, the kid mm -hmm. was gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, whoa. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I would have been yeah. a mile away. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a biker. Lake is oh, just man. a little kid. He's not practiced at this. The thing is, you, I mean, these kids, you got to watch them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he, he, 30 seconds, he took his mind off it and the kid was gone. Boy, I boy. found the perfect way to keep him in the yard. I brought up my box of trucks and cars. Yeah. Yeah, Diane has either. all the toys here. You know. <laughs> so I just so want to read a comment from Vince. Uh, Vince says, my condolences for your loss. You all are such caring folk. Thank you all for paving the way with such resolve and courage. So many would never have known the truth, but for your work and sacrifice, grateful. Well, praise the Lord on that. He's the author of yeah. truth. And Monica, you too. I mean, we keep each other sharp. Yes. We keep each other in the loop. We're talking about the poster child for me is always, as far as an effort, mm -hmm. is always going to be Alfred. Yeah. And, you know, Joe is kind of a silent warrior. He was a silent warrior. He was not... He had his gift. His ability was to read through books and pro 
process them no. that way. And then he would share. I mean, it well, wasn't professional. Joe, Jim is more of a professional presenter. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jim. For... <laughs> nice. That's very nice. What's up, Monica? <laughs> well, I was just going to say thank you for sharing that just a few minutes back when, you know, you kind of explained that the process of Joe was, he, he read, and I know that too. He yes. read oh, books, he, he read uh, books, read the, books, the, and the, then he would, the, yeah. he got you into it. You know, that was really nice. I'm telling you, this is what people don't get. He, he, look, he got me into the Jehovah's Witnesses and he got, and he got me out. Okay. He got, he got me into the immigration (laughs) thing and we stuck with that. He got me into the Zundel. You know, he, he's the one that he's taken it all in. And, but see, the thing is, I listen to him. I, I just always would listen to him and take it in and then go from there. And I think that's why, you know, Joe always knew that I would be the guy that would present it. Yes. See, he, that's he, right. he always knew and, and he felt secure about that. And, and yeah. it was good because that's how we but, worked together. You know, he, he, he knew what a I team. Would, what, yes, what a team. Un- well, unparalleled. Unparalleled team. Yeah, well, and that's why it, it worked out perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. We had we had a good relationship. The same thing with Diane. You know, Diane does all the administration work with our situation here. She gets everything out there because uh, I can't stand all that stuff. All right, <laughs> I just do the video, process them. I get all that done, put videos up. She takes it and processes it to get it out on the email list, and that's why fantastic. Yes, and I Fantastic. encourage everybody who's watching this tomorrow get on the email list uh, because you're going to hear you're going to see a lot more information that comes yeah. out from us that you don't see in the videos. So I definitely uh, think you should do that. <laughs> we're getting pretty to the end of time. Yes, here. we yes, are. Yes. Okay, so look at folks. Look, I want to thank everybody um, for being here. This was actually probably therapeutic for me. Absolutely, it was really Absolutely. good. Um, but I thank everybody because I know a lot of people care. So that's one thing I know. There's a lot of good, close people that, that, that's, I love it. I mean, it's so good to know that we're not alone, even if we're alone. We're not alone. That's right. And, um, anyway, we're going to, we're going to conclude with this song here, John Eames. <laughs> Uh, and again, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week. Hoax Buster Show again, Saturday, eight to 10, uh, Eastern time. And I hope, uh, you know, that, you know, you people can join us tomorrow is the Bible study with Diana and Diane. You could join that if you like. That's at, uh, what time? Seven o'clock, Diane? Seven. Uh, seven, seven Eastern time. Eastern yes. And we time. also stream on Speak Free Video. That's, That's really significant. Yes. That is a okay. big, a big well, step. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, I got through this today. It was, it was really therapeutic, folks. Uh, you know, I thought I'd get emotional, but it wasn't too bad, but, uh, it was, you know, good enough. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> thank you again. And John Neems' song, great man. You should get in touch with him, get in touch with his music. And uh, again, we're all in this together, helping each other. And that's what I love about this. So here we go. This is a great song if you never heard about it. And let's play, play this song. We're going to pick up where we left off. So here, okay. this, this is a we'll, tribute to Joe. we'll just fade out from there, okay, yes, folks? That's, that's good. Good night. Appreciate good you. Good night, everyone. A cash cow that keeps making money. Six million lies. Is what we are told at birth Six million lies 
It keeps growing and only gets worse. They used it as a propaganda tool for Zionist Israel. While forcing Palestine to become a living hell. You see, the Holocaust is not what it appears to be. Yes, the Holocaust <laughs> needs to be looked at more carefully. Yes, the Holocaust, clearly a logistic impossibility. Yes, the Holocaust, a cash cow that keeps making money. 